Hi, folks. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we provide leadership and best business practice tips. My name is Paul Raggio. And I am Lisa Raggio, and we are so happy and proud to be partnering with The Signal to bring this to you on a weekly basis. We are here today, tomorrow, and in the future to help you find your way and navigate through these unprecedented times. And each week, we have a particular focus area. And this week, we have a guest on our show, Carrie Ave, and she is with COC. And I'm going to be reading her bio in a few minutes, but I'm, we are very excited to be talking to her. And we know that our listeners are going, going to gain a lot of value from this conversation today. So stay tuned. Hey, folks, we've got a great opportunity for you that you should take advantage of. It's free, and it's called the Business Health Checkup. And during this checkup, we provide you with uh, information concerning several key areas in your business, and that's how to improve your net profit drivers. How do you grow your existing business? You know, finding new channels and business models, building a strong competitive advantage in the marketplace. You want to create a robust marketing strategy and then focusing on key business drivers, identifying the demand. And then finally, really focusing on how do you create strong working capital reserves. It's easy to schedule it with us, either message us. You can go uh, to our website, onetruenorthcoach.com, and get our contact information. But, but you really should take advantage of this great opportunity. Lisa, you want to introduce our guest? I do. I'm so excited today. I know Paul is too, because when we first launched our business, One True North, and that was about a year and a half ago, Carrie was one of the first people that we talked to, and we found her so insightful. Uh, Jeffrey Forrest actually introduced us to Carrie, and we've had several conversations since then, and we know that we're in alignment in regards to our philosophies and our approaches, and this makes for a very exciting um, and important conversation. So I am going to read Carrie's bio right now. As a training and career development specialist in workforce and higher education, Carrie has found her niche in building effective teams that can fast track job seekers into sustainable employment. She does this by designing each of their roles based on their individual strengths and providing comprehensive career development training for success within their organizations. Carrie is currently the Director of Job Placement, aka Associate Director of Job Placement for Workforce Development at College of the Canyons after five years of building the Santa Clarita Americas Job Center into a center to watch for best practices in the Los Angeles County Workforce Development area due to their high placement rates and effective operations. Under her leadership, the Santa Clarita Americas Job Center of California received the California Award for Performance Excellence in her first year of running the center. Amen. She trains new teams of employment specialists each year to empower their clients to gain employment at the speed of LinkedIn and is an avid user and contributor to the network in every role she takes on whether in the classroom, workforce, agency or career center, Carrie actively shares her passion, we know that to be true, for helping all people to lead extraordinary strengths-based lives and is always eager to take on a new challenge. And with that, welcome Carrie Ave. Thank you so much, Lisa and Paul. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to, to talk to you guys today. Well, we are too. And if you know us, we start 
most if not all of our conversations with why. We start with why. Why you do what you do um, and what got you started on this path and sharing a bit about your background and your passion. Oh, wow, that's easy. Um, I have loved careers. I, I, I've always considered myself a career geek since I was, careers in psychology since about sixth grade. And, you know, I was a weird kid that went to the library and looked at the occupational outlook handbooks on the shelves and read through every career possible. Um, but when I, I graduated high school, I became a business owner. I started my first corporation right out of high school. I was going to college and uh, had a number of different, you know, successful businesses over the years. But the thing that I always enjoyed most about what I was doing was developing my team, building my teams you know, the hiring, the development of my staff members. A success for me, you know, uh, was always, you know, if they did well working with our company, that was fantastic. But if they did well, even personally, whether they stayed with us or, or eventually moved into another role, that always came back in a beneficial fashion for our company. Um, they got their start with us, perhaps, in some cases. In other cases, they, they developed some of the skills that they needed to get to where they were headed to where they wanted to go and so that really you know drove me to in 2007 to switch gears and spend 100 percent of my time really working with individuals to help them to find their best job fit to be able to know how to use their strengths so that you know if you do have long work days there's a big difference between having long work days doing something that's a great fit using your strengths um, an example of that was when I was running the America's Job Center, the first couple of years I was doing it, I easily put in some weeks, 70 hours a week. And instead of being exhausted at the end of the day, I was energized. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was, I was a single parent. I had two kids at home, very young children at that time. And I would take breaks in between to like go make dinner, help with homework and stuff. But I just couldn't get enough of what I was doing at work. I loved it so much. So I wanted to take that and be able to show other people how to excel in their careers and lead what I call extraordinary lives rather than ordinary lives by really utilizing their strengths to their to their advantage and to the advantage of either the companies they run or the employers that they work for. Wow, that's yeah. uh, that's <laughs> really passionate, something that uh, we certainly advocate. And And when you're talking about you know, strengths. We we believe an awful lot in self-examination and you, you ought to be focusing on your strengths. You ought to be focusing on your weaknesses. We do a SWOT analysis where uh, both personal and business when we approach clients. So we're looking at opportunities they can take advantage of. We're looking at the threats that could pose them for their business or anything else. We often find that the strengths is the easy part. It's focusing on their weaknesses that is more difficult, that they have, they struggle a little bit more understanding where's an area that I really need to improve. So how do you draw that out of the people that you work with, Carrie? Wow, you know, it's it varies so much from person to person, but a lot of it is dialogue and listening, asking questions and listening. And you know, I love SWOT analysis. That's one of my one of my favorite tools. So, um, believe it or not, I've been doing SWOT analysis for my own life since sixth grade. So. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, you know, when looking at weaknesses, the way I approach weaknesses is where are those areas that you're uncomfortable at work? 
you know, or in your job or in your company? What, what doesn't make you feel good? You know, um, because if it's not making you feel good, maybe there's something about it. Maybe there's something that if you improved a certain area or skill, um, that it won't feel like that. So in, in, in there usually lies their weakness. So for example, someone, uh, I'll use myself as an ex example, um, about eight years ago, you know, running the America's Job Center, the volume of emails that I had coming through was so enormous and it just kept growing and growing. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of e emails every day and they weren't spam, they weren't junk that I could just delete, delete, delete. Um, I needed to read and address most of them. and it started to feel a little bit overwhelming. And I think it, what I realized in looking at it was, okay, this doesn't feel good, what's going on? Well, I, a weakness I had was I didn't know how to utilize you know, Outlook, for example, to my advantage, to really utilize those tools and technology that are out there to help me manage my email in a way that was, you know, streamlined was more effective so that I didn't have to keep go I kept going back and going back to my email again having to read the same one oh yeah this this was this email oh, okay I got to do something about that and then once I started to learn these tools and I still I'm, I'm you know productivity is a word I love to work on every year for myself because there's new technology coming out every year and so when I'm working with people and we look at those pain points those uncomfortable spots in what they're doing we can usually pin pin it down to something that they're uncomfortable doing because they don't feel confident enough in it. They're missing, lacking a skill or an ability. It's something, oftentimes I even hear with some people I'm working with, well, you know, I'm just not really good at that. Or um, I've never really liked doing that. Um, mm -hmm. Public speaking, for example, right? I, I, don't, I don't like getting out in front of people. Well, I don't, I don't either. I'm very introverted but when I tapped into the fact that I'm a huge advocate, I can really stand in front of groups from dozens of people to hundreds of people. As long as I'm advocating something, if I'm sharing information or giving them something that I think is going to help them or improve their life in some way, shape or form, I'm just on fire. I mean, it just excites me to no end, but I had to tap into that first. So I had to look at that as, okay, there's gotta be a weakness in here. There's something in here um, that's working against me rather than for me. What steps can I take to try to turn that around? So mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's really how I approach weaknesses, whether I'm working with my team members, um, you know, other coworkers, uh, coaching clients, um, that that's how I tend to approach the weaknesses, Paul. Yeah. Boy, there's some things I have. Uh, I, I wish that we had an hour or two to talk through all this stuff because we're or dev or organizational development junkies too. Um, and so I think top of mind, I'm going to prioritize this question is since a large part of your work sounds like it is in coaching um, and mentoring, what have you um, seen as far as being the, the best Steps someone can take in regards to whether it is enhancing their performance, their productivity. Um, what is something that you would say is a game changer when you have been mentoring those that you have been working with that really helps them go in a positive trajectory? Taking time to develop a plan and knowing your priorities. I mean, those are really, really, really key. I mean, 
in the Career Center, we use employment action plans. So when someone is coming in and they just need help, oh, can you help me get a job at Lowe's, Home Depot, uh, you know, a summer job, students are, you know, that are maybe our freshmen coming in, they want, most of our students work while going to school. We don't necessarily need an employment action plan, but we'll still give them a few, few steps. Okay, well, here's your steps that you're gonna take before we meet next or to accomplish this, this goal. Once you've done them, let's loop back around again and see how you did on that. Um, looking towards you know, what I've done for a very long time and the way we use these employment action plans is you start with those first steps, but you, you know where that end goal is. You know where you're heading. Okay, ultimately, uh, an example might be someone that's finishing up a certificate at the college, uh, you know, perhaps in paralegal, and they want to find employment right now, but their ultimate goal is they're actually, you know, transferring, they're going to go on for a law degree, they have some other goals that they have further on. So we still put both of those down, that long-term goal, but the employment action plan is the sub-goal that we're focusing on right now, and then breaking those into manageable bites. So that's, that's kind of how we do it in the Career Center, utilizing the employment action plans. Um, in general, though, when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with in, an individual, it's really important for me that, that they don't get overwhelmed, especially now in this last year. Um, when I was running the America's Job Center, I would do workshops on job search, and some people would come in and they would take feverish notes and they'd be writing down everything they needed to do, and they walked out of there excited. They had so much to do. They had a plan. And then there would always be a couple in there that were almost in tears, right? Because I had just overwhelmed them with so much information. And so out of that, I realized that it's it's really important when I'm coaching people that, you know, we start small and build on that. I mean, the psychology of motivation is in there too. You know, every little success that they can have helps with their attitude, their perspective moving forward, and helps them get from where they are now to where they want to go a lot more easily, a lot more effectively. Um, and, you know, one tool that, you know, we can talk about later if you want, but one of the big tools that I like to use is actual, you know, book planners. You know, we have our outlook, we have other types of planners, but I am a big, uh, you know, have your planner for the year or for the month. Some of the planners run every three months. Um, I have some different ones that I utilize, um, and, and the key thing that comes out of that is that you end every day looking at what you did well that day, pat, give yourself a little pat on the back, and make sure you know, and I usually use something as easily as like a little, you know, 3M stickies at the end of the night before I leave my desk, before I stop working for the day, as I write down what are my three priorities, what do I know that I want to accomplish tomorrow? that I'm going to focus on them before I let anything else knock me off track. Um, and I stick it on my computer so that when I get back there the next day and start again, I know I'm going to focus on that before I get into email, before I do anything else. And that keeps my priorities in order all throughout the day. You know, this is, uh, this is such a big point for our audience in an area that we see lacking so much especially in terms of running businesses, is first, they don't dream big enough. They, they're limited in how they envision their business growth and where it can get to. Second, they don't have a, a real refined vision. How, you know, where is it that I see 
or we see ourselves five years from now and paint that picture, whatever that picture may look like. And then we, we truly do have a skill in helping them go from that level all the way down to what you described, Carrie, and stating, well, what do I need to do tomorrow? Or what do I need to do this week in order to accomplish my action plan, in order to accomplish my annual plan, in order to really address the vision that we have? And it's breaking it down step by step where they can actually see a pathway from today to tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. And and we've seen a lot of uh, business owners just get stuck in that. They can't get past that point. H how have you dealt with that? I mean, even with some of your folks, do you, are you encouraging them to dream bigger, do something bigger in your mind, and then, let, and, and then let's fall back from that and show a pathway on how to get there? You know, one of the things I like in that scenario, Paul, is to help them step out of their norm. You know, we get used to doing things the way we've always done them, approaching things the way we've always approached them. Mm -hmm. And we can really get stuck, you know, and it's part of the way our brains work in neuroscience of, you know, those ruts in our brain and we keep doing the same thing over and over again. And so depending on who I'm working with, if they're a very, um, you know, creative individual, but I see in talking to them, they're frustrated because they're not actually you know, approaching the problem in a creative fashion, they've got lists and they've got, you know, everything structured in an order, then we'll do mind maps. You know, mm -hmm. I love to do mind maps. I have, you can't see it, but over here, I have a whole, this whole wall over here is dry erase. So this is in my home office. And so um, I do that on a regular basis. If I've got a problem or something I'm gonna approach or I wanna figure out which path to take, um, mm -hmm you know, that road less traveled, trying to figure out which 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 one to go on. Um, I'll do circles for everything. Here's me in the middle, here's the different options. Okay, and then a little offshoots on that. Um, I like to do that with individuals if they're creative. Oftentimes other people that get, in, get cut, caught in, in a rut, maybe they're more structured individuals, but they're not following their own structure. They're following a structure that's been given to them. This is the way we do the things. This is the way our organization does things. Um, and I think it's easy depending on where you are, you know, in your role in a company or organization to get stuck in that also. So stepping back and saying, what's comfortable for you um, in terms of the way you organize things? Sometimes I'll actually talk to people about, you know, where are they most comfortable, you know, in their home or, in social settings and mm. to describe in detail, what does that look like? Why is that a comfortable space for you? And then we try to translate that into the way they approach a problem. You know, the, the way they're approaching their job, the way they're approaching a specific project. Um, and, you know, I, I have found a lot of great success in doing that with, with individuals. Yeah. Yeah, and Carrie, uh, in this time that we've been in, we're, we're going to be approaching one year in the near future that COVID has impacted us uh, unprecedentedly. What, what are some things that you have um, realized or that you've seen in this time that you've had to adapt, pivot, that has been helpful for those that you work with? 
Um, I think connection is key. You know, um, I, I think probably anyone on my team would, would tell you that I've really tried to customize each of their roles to their own strengths. So although I have a team of job developers at College of the Canyons, in interviewing them from the very first step as to whether we brought them on the team, I wanted to find out what their strengths were. I had each of them do Strengths Finder because that's that's you know one one of the tools that I've utilized and, and been certified in, really so that we can look at what their workplace strengths are and we can talk about how that job would look with them doing it, as opposed to me saying, here's the job and this is how you want to do it. And we figure out how can I kind of capitalize on those strengths um, that they have. And so in the midst of COVID, the fact that um, the more I can relate to my staff one-on-one, -on -one, it's, it's really easy to get stuck in, oh, we have one meeting, a big meeting once a week, or and we connect there. Well, not really. You know, how much connecting you, can you do when you're, you have your entire team right there? If there's conflict or there's challenge, you won't hear about it, you won't know. So I try to really make a big effort to, um, I even text staff members from time to time, um, but the, you know, it depends on your team, what you're comfortable with. With mine, they text me, I text them, encouraging things, um, checking in if we've had a conversation about someone's family member or something that was ill, just checking in, you know, hey, thinking of you, you know, I hope your mom's doing better or, um, you know, different little things to try to be supportive in a one-on-one -on -one basis. I think it's much more important now. I and mean, it's always a good part of any team um, focus, but during COVID, it's just too easy to become so task focused and get away from that relational piece. So I would say, you know, that's, you know, that's really key is recognizing that, that, you know, having self-compassion for yourself so that you can also show it to your team members when they're struggling with, you know, taking, you know, taking care of their kids at home while doing work. And um, I think we saw my daughter's cat. I didn't even know the cat was in here earlier. You know, I'm, when I'm like, there's a cat in my office, <laughs> you know, uh, unexpected things, you know, that, that can happen. So I think that relational piece is really important during COVID. Um, I, I would say that that's definitely key and, and acknowledging that you know maybe there's things that they're they're not able to do as well as when they were in the office and helping them again utilizing their strengths to find ways to overcome that you know and in some cases there have been a few things that that i've had to do where we've just switched what the person is doing because maybe they really did well and love doing something face to face but online it feels different for them and so they need to approach it in a different way so compassion you know and relational you know compassion. Terry, you've, you've talked about planning and, and I'm aware, uh, you know, just recently the College of the Canyons, which has such a great reputation, uh, not only in our city, but state and uh, nationally, just finished a planning conference and, and you did it virtually. I mean, that's one of the resulting from the pandemic, but you you had, I think, 70, 80 plus people on that that uh, virtual call, half day conference. Talk a little bit about the value of that and what surprised you about that uh, planning conference, e even the process of it or the mechanics of it, because 
this it's another area that we can share with our audience that here's something that the college decided to do they they adapted to what this environment is they held firm on holding this conference and understanding the importance of the planning process for the growth of the college you were a part of it and and certainly i'm sure you helped lead parts of that but so talk a little bit about the importance of that and some of the things that you had to adapt to in that conference uh, that even surprised you. Well, you know, and the college, you're right. The college does a really great job of doing team team building these administrative retreats. They've been I, I've been participating in them since about 2012. Um, every year is something new and something different. I always gain something. Um, a lot valuable from it and one of the key things that that i've always enjoyed with it is collaborating with other people from different departments other parts of the company that really i don't know what they do or how they do it or um and i think the surprising thing about this year with it being entirely online um it felt for whatever reason in some in some ways and not i mean we've had a lot of great I'm just my head my brain is just flashing back to even last year's administrative retreat, retreats and some of the great things we did last year but um, the small groups that we were broke into uh, during this retreat gave us an opportunity after seeing a panel which you know we had you on which was wonderful after hearing a panel uh, discussion breaking into these groups with individual topics and we revisited them you know, more than once and kind of dove a little deeper and then ended and ended our group over the second day by the second day with action items. Where do we take this? Where do we go next? And I think there are five, five or six different topics that the different teams approached. And I found it, you know, I, I liked the fact that our teams were, it was almost like having a room to ourselves. Oftentimes we, when we do these administrative retreats, we're in a big one big room and so you've got a table over here is a team and then you've got a table over there as a team and back here is a team now it was we could just really focus without any you know outside sounds or discussions or anything going on on what we were talking about and and you know what what our goal was to discuss and to to see if we had some solutions and and uh direction to put on that topic so i like that i really like that yeah. Gary, the more that you shared, you know, we started out this conversation with how much in alignment the three of us are. And uh, it's almost like you've been a fly on the wall in our coaching sessions because <laughs> really it's so True. similar. Not to say sister from another mister. Um, <laughs> but, you know, talking about your developing a plan and being proactive you know, I'll just give a little tip. When you said uh, the planner, uh, since you brought it up before we got on the recording, uh, the high performance planner from Brendan Bruchard is exceptional. And it is something that um, I would encourage everybody, listener, that if you want to start to plan better too, just in your daily, you talked about what you do daily, you know, Carrie, where you the night before and what you're checking, you're checking at night. There's a high performance planner you can get on Amazon, Amazon that is a game changer. Um, to get but, it, definitely, and to get with the book too, right? Where yeah. is your high performance? My high performance habits book. 
how did I? I promise you, folks, listeners and watchers, I did. We didn't know this. I we didn't discuss this before. But as soon as she was talking the way she was, I thought that's been a game changer for me in regards to daily planning and reflection and prepping. And I've said when I have a you know a, a maxed out day where we're talking from eight to eight, and you've got to be able to perform and deliver. That is such a good way in which you start your day with your intentions and your focus. And who who do you have to lead that day? How do you have how can you connect with them? And really thinking about those things before. And when you get to the end of the day, you think, oh wow, how did that all happen? Oh, because you set your intentions and you were clear on, on what it is that you wanted to either get out of the conversation, the experience, the person, and so on. Um, but just a lot of other things that you talk about that, you know, knowing your strengths and when you talk about um, staying connected, Paul, uh, one of the things we focused on at the beginning and through the pandemic has been to commit to communications. Um, we know that physiologically, and you brought up neuroscience too, we get in that flight, fright, freeze. We don't know what to do, so we stop. Whatever it is, we, we stop. We don't talk. We don't communicate. We're not sure what to say. How would we say it? And we say, you got to move beyond that and keep communicating and keep reaching out and stay connected. And it's uncomfortable and it's awkward and get comfortable with being uncomfortable um, because that's, you know, that's a part of the, the time that we've been in. So I know we are almost approaching. Um, unfortunately, we could talk to you forever and we're approaching an end time. How can people find out more about, um, you know, you, your offerings, what you do, getting engaged in the community? And I, you know, I know you have told me so many times when we've connected, there's so many resources for people that they can reach out to. So what are some things they can do that'll help them? Yeah, well, yeah, there's, there's so much. In terms of what we can do, you know, at College of the Canyons and the Career Center, um, whether you're a student or alumni or not, if you go to our website at canyons.edu forward slash career center, um, the tab for students and alumni has a ton of resources. If you're in job search mode or um, you want to know about different events coming up to help you focus, you know, what direction to go with your career, uh, there, there's a lot there. And for employers and students alike, there's a link on that page uh, that for employers, there's a tab for employers that takes them to more information about how we can support the employers. For students or alumni, there's there's a link to Job Speaker, which is our online uh, job board. You know, there, there's also we're adding another link on there for community members too to to direct them over to our non-credit department for the career skills classes, computer application, web technology. I mean, all of those free courses. Maybe they haven't been back in school for a while. Maybe maybe they're stuck this year because they want to make a change and they're not quite sure what it is yet. Then start something. I can tell you that in 2006, I felt a change brewing, right? I've been self-employed my whole adult life and I needed to get that going. I needed to start the momentum going. And what I did is I actually went back to COC and signed up for winter session, which we're actually in winter session right now, but I signed up for January 2006 winter session and took a dance class, three and a half hours a night, three nights a week. And just that change that, you know, was incredible. So I, I could go off task. I'm already going off track. So let me get back. But in any case, so there's, there's, there's non-credit courses, everything. If you go to the Career Center webpage, 
Uh, we're constantly, every day we're updating and changing things. All of it is intended to be resources for individuals, uh, anything related to career. And if, you, and if you have a question and you don't see an answer on there, we have drop-in on that website. You can click on that, that button for drop-in and we'll try and connect you to wherever you need to be in the college if it's not us to get you information. If you're an employer, careerconnect.jobspeaker.com is actually our new online job board and event calendar for employers to register. When an employer registers, it literally takes a couple minutes. I had an employer on a couple weeks ago where um, I just registered and while we were on the phone, we were talking and five minutes later, I said, well, you're all set. Your, your employer account is set up and do you want to post a job? And we posted a job very quickly and easily too. Um, but careerconnect.jobspeaker.com is where employers would go and then they'll get notification of everything coming up at the college. So uh, we've got a big job fair. Our spring job fair is going to be coming up in April. And if, you, if employers have an account set up in, in careerconnect.jobspeaker.com, they will get notification and invitation to participate in, in the spring job fair. Excellent. Well, thank you. What a wealth of information and rich re resources in our community that we encourage listeners to take advantage of. Follow up. Um, we really appreciate your time and you sharing with us ways in which we can help our community members. So thank you very much. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love talking to you guys too, because there's so much I want to absorb from you too. So. <laughs> well, we're going to continue the conversation. It may not be here and now, but you know, we will continue it because uh, we have a lot of good work to do. And I mean, the three of us in our community. Uh, and before, Paul's gonna share some uh, closing uh, thoughts in regards to events coming up that people can engage in. But what we do at this time every single week is we give a shout out to a local business because um, we know that there's small businesses making a big impact. And so today what we're gonna share with you is about a business called Renew. And at Renew, they supply you with the best infrared saunas on the market. Healthmate Sauna has been making personal saunas for 40 years and has proven that their technology is the best on the market. These amazing personal saunas at Renew will help you feel calm, relaxed and rejuvenated after a 30 minute session. Infrared saunas can help with so many different things from pain management, muscle recovery, arthritis, detox, and relaxation. The first session is completely free. And I will say, since I've been there, they take the utmost in regards to safety protocol going on right now. And uh, to view their pricing, you can visit their website at renewscv.com and book your first session. It's free, or you can call 661-476-5687, or you could use what's called the Mind Body app and create your own profile to book your appointments for the time that's best for you. Paul? Yeah, I, I wanna talk a little bit about another uh, great resource for our community, but first, Carrie, thanks so much. What a great conversation. I mean, just a lot of pearls uh, that should be leveraged by business owners as a result of the conversation. Uh, if you're not a chamber member, join. I mean, let me tell you something. The Chamber is offering so many great things for businesses. They, they're offering a 401k plan for, and this is directed at some of the smaller businesses. They're offering health insurance. They have a number of programs that they're uh, presenting to those that want to come on board. So 
take advantage of the chamber. And one of the things that I co-chair with Paul Butler of New Leaf Development, Training Development, is the Small Business Roundtable. That meets the second Friday of every month from 7.30 until 9. And we have a subject matter expert that attends. They tee up a, sub, a subject that's relevant and pertinent to the participants in the roundtable. And then we have a discussion. It's informal. It's uh, for non-attribution. You can talk about uh, what you want to in terms of your business challenges and get help from other business owners on how to, how to solve them. So take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, if you aren't a chamber member, join. If you are a chamber member, uh, get, get involved in the small business roundtable. You'll get an awful lot of value out of it. Lisa? Yeah. And I'll end it on, uh, please visit our website, onetruenorthcoach.com. Um, circling back to what Paul said at the beginning, uh, we continue to offer a free business health check. We have a business background questionnaire that we send you with some really great questions. And then Paul and I take about 90 minutes in asking you um, questions that are really going to stimulate thought and get you thinking about your future, your five-year, your three-year, your one-year. Um, how you can plan through that, even all through COVID. And we do that for free. And there's no strings attached. So if you had that one and only meeting and walked out, that would be fine. Um, we know that we could help you with that. And we know that we can help you afterwards. But we want you to take advantage of that because it's free and it could be really helpful in 2021 so that this community can thrive. And then we have a COVID-19 resource page where we have put information there that has been very beneficial to business owners and organizational leaders as well as they navigate through this time. And you can find out more about what we post in our writings. Paul writes a weekly, we write a weekly article authored by Paul, and um, that goes on our, our Facebook and One True North, um, our One True North Facebook and LinkedIn pages. And so we're always trying to give as much information as we can out there to help you navigate through this time. So we encourage you to go to our website, feel free to reach out to us, ask us questions, and uh, we're here to serve. So take advantage of that. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And Carrie, again, thank you so much. And we look forward to 2021 um, being a, at the end of it, we can look back and say, all right, we, uh, we were able to, to grow and learn and, have a positive trajectory in Q3 and Q4. There's Thanks, much folks. to be done in 2021. Definitely, Lisa. Right. Much to be done. <laughs> Thank you so much. See you soon. Thanks for having me. Bye.